0: Listening to me, The Sound Scribbler. Welcome to my podcast and the first series, The Flip Side. A series of conversations with intriguing individuals next door who fearlessly juggle between the regular life that pays the bills and the life that gives them joy. These hustlers have managed to turn their hobbies, passion, and skills into alternate career options while keeping their day jobs. They are not extraordinary, they are just as common as us. But they choose to live life with a dash of tarka and welcome to the first episode of the flip side. My first guest is the sweet boy next door who truly represents the spirit of this podcast. A business consultant, an entrepreneur who flips into a wedding photographer and he also has this secret side hustle that he doesn't really like talking about but I'm sure we can get that out from him during this conversation. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's presenting to you my first ever guest for my first ever podcast, uh, Dibayan Das. Hi, Dibayan. Thank you for being a part of my podcast. Um, Let's just like rewind back in time and, you know, talk about the time when we met first. Um, You know, uh, we were introduced by somebody very close to me. And, uh, uh, you know, when I met you, I was like, okay, fine. This guy's a business consultant, he's also a wedding photographer. Hmm, Kind of fits my bill and everything. But then when we started chatting, I mean, I was like, uh, okay, this guy does this good. He does this great. Oh my God, he does this too. And I was in complete awe of you because I was like, how is this guy managing his life? Um, And during that conversation, you mentioned about, you know, calling yourself to be a mediocre guy. And that kind of got stuck with me. You have such an impressive, such an interesting profile. And yet you call yourself mediocre. Um, um, let's just begin by why do you do so?
1: Thank you Anuva for having me here uh, well this is the first time I'm being in a podcast and will be sharing a little bit of my experiences why I call myself mediocre because the great speak so and also uh, whenever I do something uh, a lot of input comes from very talented people which enhances the end result mm-hmm. so when I compare the end result and the First point, when I deliver any craft, I find that that is a mediocre thing, and we actually need uh, people to get give us feedback, including myself, where the end result or whatever I deliver, it is amazing.
0: Okay, um, but uh, now, okay, let's go ahead and talk about the journey of you know being an uptight professional, and you know moving to a very interesting side hustle of being a photographer, and then eventually taking up wedding photography.
1: I am um, actually a business consultant and working for a few top MNCs and uh, working for the last 11 years. So the journey has been pretty amazing, uh, both professionally and personally. Uh, whatever I am today is all because of a few uh, people who have motiv- motivated me. Uh, so uh, I hail from a small state uh, in, from northeast, it's called Tripura. So what happens, every child over there uh, has to learn multiple things uh, because of the insecurity and what this guy will do when they go out in other states. So. Since childhood, apart from education, we have been put into dancing, fine arts, poetry and everything. So we become jack of all trades mm-hmm. and master of none by the time we <clears throat> leave the state. So photography came very late in my career in 2007, once I have graduated. Before that, I used to do painting a lot mm-hmm. and I have many national and international awards. So um, when I used uh, into college, I stopped painting. So my maternal uncle, who is an inspiration behind my painting and uh, also the photography thing, he's a very good photographer. So one fine day he asked me that, dude you're in college and uh, what do you do on the creative space? I don't, I don't do anything. I'm into college and so many books and practicals and all these things are there. Then he asked me, you hang out with your friends? I told, yeah, I hang out. Then he told, why did you have a camera with yourself? I told, what, what, what will happen with this camera thing? He told it will give you freeze those memories. Mm. So that is the first time when uh, he gave me his SLR. Okay. That was not a DSLR. That was Mm -hmm. an SLR. Mm -hmm. So that is how I got myself into photography thing and that SLR was you know I think Hitler would have used it it's so old so uh, it had some angle bisector and also whenever I used to take a picture it minimum used to take five to six minutes for me to bring those uh, angle bisectors inside that it was it was a mechanical camera yeah so uh, even yeah I still have it okay And now I became famous in the college because whenever I I used to ask anybody to pose and then five minutes he used to pose over there Mm -hmm. because I used to, you know, mechanically bring bring those uh, settings over there and printing those films was expensive. So that is how uh, I started doing a lot of photography. I started uh, spending a lot of time. Suppose I have to take two pictures, I have to spend one hour Mm -hmm. Uh, because I can't print much films. So I have to wait everything perfect and then one click.
0: That's awesome. Pretty interesting though um so this was in college what happened after graduation
1: so in this journey of photography it's been very long and then gradually uh, after uh, graduation i went to bangalore mm-hmm. i was working over there as a program analyst in Mindtree. this this journey wouldn't have started if i wouldn't have met prashant that that i can tell confidently because uh, Everybody now says that if you have a DSLR, you're a photographer. But the thing is, during those days, having a DSLR was a little difficult. And also, if you have a DSLR, you'll click pictures and then what you'll do? You'll post it in the website and you'll feel like, oh, it's good. But to keep it going, you need a partner. So I'll say in photography, my soulmate is Prashant. I'll just give you a little bit of background of Prashant. I got a DSLR that was Nikon D90, that point of time. So I used to call all my seniors who goes and shoots events. One of my seniors was there, Romil Datta. I told him that, give me an opportunity to go and shoot something. Mm-hmm. He told, okay, uh, do one thing. There is an event today evening. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. You go and shoot. Because that days we used to do freelance shooting. We are not paid. We used mm-hmm. to shoot those uh, events or any concerts and all. And we used to give the pictures to them and those pictures we used to post in our facebook and all and likes used to come and used to feel like oh we have done a great job so kaira was one restaurant where i went and i was there in the shoot and there i met another fellow called prashant Nayak. Okay. he was also doing the shoot and he actually was one of the band members itself who just started doing photography and he mm-hmm. left the band the same band mm-hmm. and we met over there okay so he's that you know partner partner in crime for the entire mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. So with Prashant only, I used to hang out a lot and we used to do a lot of street shoots.
0: Great. Um, You know, I find it so fascinating about the fact that, you know, you meet a stranger, you immediately hit it off with that person and eventually, you know, things uh, fall into place and you actually become partners in crime. So um, after all of this, uh, how did the first assignment happen and how did you and Prashant manage to pull it off?
1: There was a trip uh, with one of few of my friends in Mindtree itself and in that trip I was introduced to one of my very good friend, mentor and uh, an inspiration, Raghu. So Raghu is like you know born CEO kind of thing. So the way he used to speak I used to get mesmerized like how a guy of my age is so mature and so sharp. So I have to you know extract something from this fellow. Mm -hmm. So we hanged out uh, a lot and one day he told, dude, get into wedding photography also. Mm. I told, wedding is not my cup of tea. He told, no, no, don't worry. You'll do very good in that. You can make some money and you can fund your passion. Mm. So I told, it's fine. I can fund it with my salary and all. He told, no, dude, if you are putting your salary over here, after some time, because of liabilities, you'll stop doing it. Mm so why don't you do it, it will, who will give me first wedding break it will let me figure it out and he's the guy who got me the first wedding photography break of his uh, friend mm-hmm. like his elder brother's friend Niranjan his wedding photography project he got me it was a paid one also oh, yeah thank so you. yeah <laughs> first 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 project it was a paid one I called call Prashan, that uh, this is an opportunity coming uh, can we do it I don't think I can do it because I have never done a wedding ever. Then mm-hmm. he told, uh, "What do you lose, you lose some uh, amount of time. You'll do a bad job." But Ragu is there, no? Mm-hmm. And I am a South Indian. Don't worry, mm-hmm. I'll teach you everything. So me and Prashant, we both went and we did the entire shoot of Niranjan, yeah, yeah. and the pictures came amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And everybody was very happy because in weddings also he was there who was telling that, "Kartey like that. That Kartayana award makes a lot of uh, sense when you you are doubting yourself. Mm. So you need to be surrounded by uh, friends, family or people. Rather, you uh, what I do is that I create the circle for myself. Mm. Because I, as I told you that mediocrity is always there in the mind that I have to do something good because I'm mediocre. Right. So you need to surround yourself with guys who are really good they'll pull you up so, so so continuous it's like continuously you are on dots, antidotes or dots, whatever you say and continuously you've been inspired it yeah, it's yeah. not like one find you read a quote and you feel like oh i'll do it okay. everyday like now also i'm getting inspired by you so this okay. is what continuously it keeps on coming
0: Bah, sounds very easy but i'm sure it wasn't uh, so tell me you guys managed to pull it off successfully uh, which is very unlikely when somebody takes up a first project What do you think you guys did differently?
1: Uh, The kind of work we did earlier by shooting concerts and streets and all. Then we came to wedding. So we have an idea that what is a moment. Mm -hmm. Because if you are on the streets, you are taking a picture of an old lady, you have to wait. Before the old lady walks down to somewhere where the composition is right or something is happening. Same goes in wedding. So the main secret of us, you know, uh, delivering good work on the day one was that we are not rushing to take a picture, mm-hmm. or we are not rushing to do the project. Mm-hmm. We are trying to capture every moment which speaks in the frame. Right, right. So that was what different uh, in us, and then the others. Because for them, it's a bread and butter for any photographer at that point of time in the market. And in Bangalore, you know, people uh, do a lot of you uh, know this kind of work. Mm-hmm. They are IT consultants, they are musicians, they are photographers, and all this thing. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, as I was in Bangalore, I also went with the flow. Hmm. So, subsequently, once one project was there, Niranjan's work came out. Hmm. Then his friends started pulling me and having inquiries about the craft and all this thing, how much you charge and all this thing. So, gradually, I start, we started growing up. So, from there only, I got into wedding photography thing. And 2008 onwards, now it is 2013, and uh, 19, I'm into wedding documentary filmmaking everything
0: so now we're tasting success and then queries coming in work pouring in you were a professional uh, wedding photographer what was going on with your full-time career at that time and how were you managing both the things together
1: okay so that point of time uh, it's, it's, it was 2008 to 2012 that period of time i was in bhl that point of time okay. uh, an engineer. I, I was not a business consultant at that point of time. Okay. So I was an engineer and I used to travel to different sites, mm. uh, remote sites in remote locations. So it was very difficult for me to balance out both because somebody has booked you and you are in different states altogether yeah. in a very yeah. remote village and you're working over there. Yeah. So that point of time we were torn between the expectation of the client, my leaves and how can I get it delivered. So it was a very tough time. And because of that, a lot many times it happened that I have taken the project, I have put down leaves or I have convinced my manager to uh, give me leave and deliver the project. After the project is over, I had to stress a lot in sites. Maybe sites is like a place where the power plant is coming up and it is the remotest corner of the state. So uh, the other thing is that one thing is that those three days are rewarding where the bride is smiling at you, very happy. And you also feel like, oh my goodness, I have made her a princess. But after that three days, the remaining one and two months, it's like you're in a jungle and you can't demand anything from your boss or in a professional career because she has given you the liberty to do something for two, three days. And... Uh, As I say, fortunately my manager was very nice uh, and she used to give me all the liberty to do work on the creative space because I openly told her that this is what I do and because of the transparency, she was confident that if I give this guy liberty for three days, the next 30 days he'll work like a donkey in the sights. So I told her that you will have peaceful nights for the remaining 27 days but the three days let me have peaceful nights with their work <laughs> so this is how we used to know it's like trade-off we used to do
0: so ab matlab life will set ha professional career going on well you're enjoying your side hustle even making money from it and in the middle of all this um, few ideas were hovering around about going to the us doing your mba and so on and so forth so finally what happened
1: So, uh, it's a very long story, but I'll give you a very short reply to that. So, once you travel to, uh, once you work in engineering field and in sites and all, you feel like what I'm doing. Mm. Because you are always going to remotest corner, doing something, coming back home and then doing photography and all this thing. Then I realized that I can do something better. Mm. And again, uh, I'll take the name of Raghu. Mm. So, Raghu went for studies in US. And he is my mentor till date. At that point of time, he used to always inspire me that dude, you're good in engineering, you're good in crafts and all. Why don't you do something more? So that seed of more he has put in me. And the, I I would use the Hindi word called kida. kida yeah. So he That's had so he, anyway. he, has, he has put the kida that MBA has to be done by you. You have to do MBA. Come in US, we'll have uh, a fun time in US. Mm-hmm. So um, he went for studies in US and he scored in GMAT. Then he told dude come US. You will stay together. You party hard and we'll have a amazing life in US. So US and MBA was the dream. Not doing anything for myself that I want to do MBA and all. Then I started uh, preparing for GMAT uh, and very coincidentally that year I was uh, selected as the top employer in BHL. Mm -hmm. So I was awarded. So I was torn between, oh, I'm the best in this organization. Why should I go and do MBA and all? So Raghu again, the culprit, he told that, look, you'll make shit lots of money if you do MBA. I told okay fine now I got a second reason of leaving VHL so shitloads of money is the main thing is the main thing so he equated shitloads of money means shitloads of lenses shitloads of cameras and then you are the filmmaker in Hollywood I told okay fine so I have to come US so I wrote GMAT and all and applied in some few US few US colleges and all and that point of time um, the amount looked very large, like it's like 50, 60 lakh rupees you have to do MBA in US. So my father told, if you can't become, or if you can't get top B schools in India, how do you think that you'll get top B schools in US? <laughs> uh, it has hurted my ego that point of time. Yeah. So I applied and uh, luckily was selected in ISB, and SPJN and all. Uh, but uh, one of my ISB mentor only, I connected with her and I told that, Fees is 30 lakhs over here itself. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't I go back to US and study something? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the fees were Espigen half of that. She told, see, you want peaceful nights? I told, yes. Again, she told, go to Espigen. The brands are same. You will have less liabilities. You will you become a brand by uh, yeah i remember she told me that whatever you do in life she is actually the uh, owner and founder of arambagh Hatcheries she's she's an entrepreneur based out of calcutta amazing lady bs roy and she is still in touch so she was the one who told that you can become an entrepreneur i feel like so you don't have to bother about brand you become a brand by yourself so how long you will encase the brand of spj on isb any college if you are good in work, people know you, they will not consider from where you have come up. So that is how from US I landed up in SPGN in Bangalore, Mumbai, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So Raghu is uh, waving his hand over in US over there <laughs> and okay. I landed up in Espigen and I told that Raghu, let's meet after one and one and a half years and then we'll do a lot of things. Yeah. So once I joined SPJN, I did my MBA over there and I got placed in KPMG. That's why that That's was the day zero placement. Yeah,
0: okay, okay. And
1: that is how I landed up into consulting. Okay,
0: so from an engineer to an MBA, business consultant, photographer, I mean, Kitna planning, man.
1: It's it just came in the way. It's, it's not like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just jumped in every bus that I got mm-hmm. to have a good ride. That's it.
0: So Dibhan, in this entire experience that you've shared so far about getting into uh, wedding photography, there's a very interesting thing to notice that um, you've never taken any kind of a formal training. In, um, you know, learning the technicalities and the nuances of uh, capturing a moment. You're a self-learner. So, what are your thoughts about this?
1: Mostly, wedding photography is not that difficult uh, as per my experience as compared to documentary filmmaking or storytelling or fashion. Right. Uh, Wedding, if you see, who are the ones who is doing wedding? Weddings are done by top photographers and also those who doesn't know how to do photography also I'm sorry to use this thing but the thing is every person can do this because the client knows that this picture has been clicked uh, it's fine Mm. they can't differentiate between what is wow and what is good and all they find every picture is wow yeah so um, the basics of photography started, I told you, that SLR days where I used to sit beside the river to get one picture because I, I didn't have the liberty to print so many films. So lights, uh, and if you work in analog uh, cameras, uh, it doesn't tell you anything. Nowadays in DSLR cameras it will tell you everything. The exposure, the yeah. you bump up the ISO, the lights will come up and all. Analog uh, SLRs are like, this is the light. Now you do whatever you do. If you click it wrong, then the uh, film will get developed black or darker <laughs> so those days the practice happened and then we used to do a lot of streets and all so in streets also you have to play with lights so when we came into the wedding field we had the entire liberty because somebody else is putting very good lights the decor is amazing yeah everything is done for yeah, us yeah
0: exactly people Every, are wearing like amazing, amazing clothes. clothes makeup is makeup like, is like yeah, bang on
1: so, yeah. so it was a cakewalk uh. so if I tell you is that I won't boast that I have done a lot of wedding but every wedding I we did with my team and partner every wedding was very nice and even if we don't do sh- shoots for 3-4 months if we again pack up our bag and land up in one wedding that wedding is amazing mm-hmm. because the basics are right and the intention is also right. Yeah. That this is something we are going to live our life. These three days we are passionate about. Because we are getting our money from our own uh, professional career. Right. So if we are also going to uh, search for money over there, mm-hmm. then th- that, that will be, you know, we will screw up our time. Because Saturday uh, five days you are working, and Saturday, 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 we are also working. Right. So that we have to enjoy by yeah. default. Yeah, yeah. So, so that is how we try out a lot of creative stuff, like with lights and then with gases, with bubbles and all this thing. Because end of the day, we always get connected with clients telling that, look, you see your professional background, you see ours, all the same. So your yeah. colleagues, Yeah. let's have fun. Yeah, exactly. so, so the dealing and the engaging um, uh, the client and everything is in a friendly level mm. altogether. Mm. And the expectation is zero. Mm. They, for them, we are guests and we are there to do something uh, great. And when we go over there, we feel like this day will never come in their life again. So... Let's, uh, because, because, see, the thing is, you know, Indian wedding, you have to spend the entire night in front of that uh, havan and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine with those heavy dresses, somebody three days doing all those things. The second time when you offer them, okay, <laughs> let's do a drill similar thing. They say, no, thank you so much. <laughs>
0: so now let's come to the fun part. Okay, um, you know, the way our Indian weddings are designed, it's full of drama, full of gossip. And you are this one person, rather you and your team are these people who are in the middle of all of it, trying to capture moments. And, but you guys know it all. Like, you know, who's saying what, who's bitching about whom, and who's eyeing whom, you know, etc, etc. So now, give us some insider stories.
1: See the thing is, uh, I don't I don't know. I'll, I'll not take names, yeah. but uh, we do around um, 12 to 18 weddings a year and we're very selective about the projects that we take. Okay. So every wedding we mm-hmm. uh, do, it's like we're coming to know about 300 people, mm-hmm. and 30-40 people very closely. Mm-hmm. And every family has their own story. Mm-hmm. Suppose it's a Uriya wedding, Uriya culture, Uriya stories. Mm-hmm. If it is South Indian wedding, then Ayappa and Ayorama kind of thing. That is what goes in my mind. And we, I, we, I enjoy those kind I've of things. Punjabi, Punjabi weddings are very loud, <laughs> very loud. Very loud. They are like, oh, puttar chodo uh, photography. Itte aaja, drink, pink, pite, and you know, all this thing so the thing is if you start enjoying with them you will not know that whether uh, you are there as a guest or you are there for a walk so uh, few things happens which is very uh, emotional also like sometimes the mother uh, of the bride or the groom will share things which she has not shared with anybody like the way I interact uh, many, a say, uh, many a times a situation has become that I can sense that she considers me as her son and she is sharing something, her own inhibitions or something that she didn't like, which she can't share with anybody. Mm-hmm. And that point of time, we keep the camera aside and we gossip for some time, hold her hands and say that, okay, we do understand. And these kind of experiences are like, uh, like priceless. Okay, Sometimes it happens that somebody in the wedding will come and say, that, dude, I don't have a girlfriend or I had a recent breakup. So we are matchmakers also over there. Then we said, "Okay, dude, fine, we'll do a couple shoot." And then we used to always find out somebody in the same wedding who is very good-looking girl. And we used to say that, "Okay, you need pictures for Insta and Facebook, right? You need to increase your followers. Let me shoot some pictures for you." So then we used to, you know, get both of them together, and we do. We need to do some couple shoots. So this is how. apps <laughs> right.
0: I mean, so basically we just need like a nice photographer. Yeah, to be yeah. Like, you know, doing all the... So it's all like all a
1: hundred percent guaranteed, uh, you know, matchmaking kind of thing with, with, with memories uh, uh, captured also. Yeah. I'm sure
0: when you guys go to shoot a wedding, there is a lot of preparation that is involved, right? From planning the look to preparing the script and other things. Um, So... And the way our uh, weddings are, there are like too many people involved from the bride and the groom's family, friends and so on and so forth. So how do you guys uh, manage uh, when things don't go according to plan?
1: So, so the thing is, you know, uh, whenever we prepare for a wedding, we we interact with the client, we get to know about the stories, and we have something in mind that this time we'll do all these new uh, experiments with the couple, uh, because we keep on learning from uh, photographers across the world. Uh, we keep seeing their work, and then we try to practice it during our projects. So many times, the it happens that they don't give us time. That is the most important uh, challenge, or the, I will say that that is the big challenge for any photographer. So we plan something, we get mirrors, we get lights, we we, we have a scripted uh, plot. This is how we will shoot or we have a song which has lyrics and based on the lyrics we need to do the compositions and all. But it doesn't go the same way because maybe the bride is not ready or they didn't give us time. Mm-hmm. There is an emotional breakdown. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, during the shoot itself there is some challenges because of the technical challenges it comes out. So that point of time, it's a big disappointment for us. We we can't leave that ground, also we have to deliver. Mm -hmm. So improvisation is a big thing. And other thing is that, Mm -hmm. as you know the word team, Mm -hmm. like together everyone achieves more. Mm -hmm. The team has to be that good, because if somebody uh, fails to deliver something, Mm -hmm. the other person will pull up. So if you see in our team, I am a Bengali, Mm -hmm. Prashant is a South Indian, uh, Shreyas is a uh, Maharashtrian, Chandan is also from Calcutta, I am from Northeast though. My uh, other team members are Sagar is from Punjab. Mm-hmm. Rajkamal is from UP they so good mix. so we have india in our team right.
0: okay exactly yeah right. that's an amazing mix.
1: yeah yeah so so when when the bong becomes you know uh, irrational or uh, confused the south indian uh, kannadiga comes up and say illa illa and then he'll start doing something else it's a great uh, mix of team that yeah, we have yeah, yeah. so something comes out
0: something up uh, like
1: uh, yeah. end of the day yes the output comes out uh, like you know touchwood
0: So now we are at a point where we need to address the other elephant in the room, which is your private side hustle. By private, I mean, which you do not like talking too much about. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dibayan is also a philanthropist and he does a lot of social work, which he's been doing right from uh, his teenage years. So um, Dibayan, now is the time for you to spill the beans. Uh,
1: So the social work, uh, I, I... Try to keep it very secret, okay. uh, because um, my dad is a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, entire life I have seen him, you know, treating patients. And because uh, we, I am from Tripura, mm-hmm. Tripura doesn't have any private hospital. Ah. Okay, it's all government. Achai. And th- that place, uh, doctors are, you know, respected like gods only. Mm-hmm. And and the dedication of the doctors to the patients is very high, mm-hmm. because people will come for treatment. In return, they'll give you a murgi, like chicken because they don't have the money to pay you a lot of money they'll give you eggs they'll give you rice that is what i have seen so i from the very childhood days my father used to take me and used to show me that look these guys look at them and look at you you are so privileged think that what you can give back to them mm-hmm. see every time he used to take me because my father used to do night duties mm-hmm. my father my mother used to give me the tiffin box and used to ask me go and give the tiffin yeah, to yeah, you yeah. and dad and uh, my dad is a gynecologist so i used to see the Pregnant women, their, their pain and also when I used to come back home, no, my respect for my mother used to increase because I could see what they are going through. What they're doing, they're yeah, so, cool. so 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 gradually, uh, I told my dad after some time that I want to do something. Mm-hmm. So he told that dude, whatever you do, it should be like when you are giving with your left hand, the right hand should not know. This is the first thing that uh, piece of wisdom which he told me, and then I studied in Ramkrishna Mission. So, Ramakrishna Mission is completely about, you know, giving back to the society, philanthropy. They have a mission, they are missionaries, right? Swami Vivekananda. Mm-hmm. So, I am been doing it in and out since 10th itself. So, how I used to do is that I used to teach the maid's uh, child. Mm-hmm. Then when I was in college, I used mm-hmm. to teach uh, people for free. Three, four kids used to come in my hostel and i should teach them mm-hmm. uh, like those crash courses because between 10th board they have to appear and in the month of october they are coming and telling that bya course is not over mm-hmm. i told okay in 3 months i'll finish it off so gradually uh, the feel of you know doing more without payment or without expecting anything has become so higher uh, the uh, the hunger has become so higher mm-hmm. that um, I used to seek opportunity how can I do more Mm. and um, I got to know about KC Mahindra Trust where uh, you can fund Girl Child Education. So the Girl Child Education is what I started working upon and... For me, I didn't have to do anything. I I need to pay, uh, fund them mm-hmm. with twenty thousand rupees. You can uh, fund around uh, three to four girls full year. Imagine. Uh, so so my target was you know I need around ten to eleven girls. I want to fund. So that much amount of money I wanted to earn. So the wedding thing, whichever project I used to do, the entire money used to go into parts one is on this uh, girl child education or something the other is for lenses and all so I I had a very clear uh, thing in mind that whatever I do from wedding uh, I'll not make it as my own uh, money thing and all Mm -hmm. so I realized that charity without money is not sustainable for long because how much your presence can do and this is where I found that I can find myself also I believe that this is something many people are doing we are not able to see it, mm-hmm. but actually everybody is doing something or the other uh, in their own way. For me, it's all about like making myself happy. When you see someone, a smile of a girl uh, in front of you, that smile is far more rewarding than the paycheck. Yes, paycheck makes you happy. But everyone, when paycheck... Yes, the
0: paycheck is somewhere down there. it's not rewarding.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes, because you feel like I did it. <coughs> paycheck is you already, okay... Uh, we are there five days to do some work it's coming up but when I uh, right now I'm also working in few of the projects Ramkish Mission also Uh, the kind of contribution that we can do Mm -hmm. that is so fulfilling Mm -hmm. that when you come back home you have a sense of completeness
0: with your business consultancy um, wedding photography and your social work I'm sure your family is ready to kill you for not uh, giving them enough time. So let's talk about who is your support system and how do you manage your family time?
1: Doing so many things actually consumes a lot of time and your life partner has to take the hit. Because now I'm married, so life partner is taking the hit. When I was not married, then it doesn't matter. You can do 48 hours to 24 hours, whatever you want to do. So I'm very lucky that... uh, I got an amazing life partner. So, 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 I'll share a secret with you. Uh, I hope this podcast, my wife doesn't listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> you think? You think? Listen. So the, think. <laughs> yeah. So, what I did is that um, after I got married, I knew that this thing will go come. So initially I used to do all myself and I, I used to see uh, Angana, used to ask me, where is our time? Uh, I Saturday, Sunday you're going outside and five days you're working, you're coming home and sleeping and eating. You know, where, where is my time? I don't feel like I have, we are married, we are bachelors. If you look at the house also, it looks like a bachelor's house. Uh, I told you, yes, it is correct. Then, uh, you know, um, this is also a secret that all big ideas comes in the washroom. So, that's <laughs> I think all of us being okay, so, so, tend to talk about Yeah, it. so I believe that you should make your washroom better than your bedroom because that is the place, <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, that's the place where your you know, mind works very well yeah. in the early morning. So, what I thought that, okay, let me take my wife also into this journey. <laughs> so, I told that, look, you're an IT girl, you don't know photography, you're a techie, you have a lot of patience than me. Let's do one thing we'll work as a team you became my editor so i got her into editing Oh. okay and i should tell very her smart, right? yeah so i should tell her you know are you creative she told no i'm not creative then i told do you like painting she told yes i like painting then i told look painting is common between us so editing will also become common between us so whatever i do outside if you do editing you get to know that what i have done outside yeah. And I will also take you there also along with me. Yeah. So that is how in this wedding photography, uh, videography thing, we do videography nowadays. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then all the films are edited by her. Oh. Every film, and the moment she started doing editing, we actually got amazing projects, even from few of the best of the best wedding planners like Ban Baja and all. She's always into House on the Clouds and uh, um, wedding filmer and all this thing mm-hmm. so she has that thing in mind and she only guides me look you have to do this 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 way so that i can edit in such a way so now as she has become a teammate she can she can complain i did a workshop with house on the clouds mm-hmm. in hyderabad i met the founder of that house on the clouds is i believe now now it is india's best wedding filmmaking company okay. uh, siddharth is the <coughs> founder of that mm-hmm. so i did a workshop over there and I was blown away by this guy. Even I would say that he has given me uh, two liners, which has changed my entire journey. Uh, Because of that statement, Mm -hmm. now I am doing everything in a very uh, different way. Mm -hmm. He gave me a notebook. Uh, It's like their branding itself. He gave everybody the notebook. On the cover of the notebook, it was written, beyond obvious. And in that workshop, he told that whenever we do a project, we start and we think that we'll do this. Then we take a pause and so we think that this is obvious. Everybody will do like that. What we should do different. Mm -hmm. And that sentence has hit me so hard that I am applying it everywhere. And that has helped me to change most of the things. And... Beyond obvious, thought also came uh, and I'm implementing it in our teamwork, in my life partner also. So I have told Angana is that it's obvious that you led it. But why don't you do photography also along with me? Uh-huh. So now gradually she is now with me on the field also okay. sometimes. Okay. Okay. So we have time now for each other. Okay. So yeah. smart. smart man. Yeah, that, that's, that's happening.
0: So let's talk about the future, Dibayan. The um, I'm sure with time, uh, you will have added responsibilities, both personally and professionally. And uh, there could also be a scenario when, uh, you know, one of your side hustles or rather both may take a hit because you have to choose between your future responsibility and your current line of work. So, have you thought about a, you know, kind of a contingency plan for it? Um, how do you expect to deal with this change, considering you're so passionate about your side hustles as well?
1: So uh, I'll tell you, I fail a lot in most of the things. Mm. I know, uh, Failure is my now best friend. I, I, Whenever I fail and do something, I throw a party. Oh. And I realized that oh. earlier I used to throw party on successes and I hardly used to party uh, five, six times a year. Now I can party, I think, 200, 300 times a year because every day I'm failing. <laughs> so uh, it has happened many times that I felt like I'll stop it. Because if you see all these guys are, you know, uh, sitting in different states. So projects are coming, we are not able to deliver, we are not able to conclude. Even my work schedule is there because of which I am not able to take projects. Even the charity thing or that uh, assignments when Maharaj from Ramakrishnan calls us, anybody calls that I need you, I used to say I have work, I can't go. Many a times, even, even recently also it is happening. I am not able to do it. But uh, every time when I give up, then... I seek for a question that And that answer I have not received yet That is this the end Have I lost it completely The answer is no You you still have some uh, oxygen left So it is still going on Yes it might happen that in future I might not be able to continue But I am trying to create an ecosystem Because uh, I am working I have made a team. All of them are also working towards the same vision. And I have got some bachas who are like eight, nine years younger than me. And I'm giving them the dream that this is the platform I'm making. And I'm sure that I might fail or if I don't work tomorrow, it might shut down. But you are the guys who should carry it forward. So I'm trying to build them up so that... If I fail, they will keep it doing. So I'm trying to build that up. So I'm trying to build up a system where uh, I have like-minded people who love philanthropy. Mm. And I interact with them and they also pull me into the same space. Whenever I am low, they said, "Kya kar raha I said, no, it's not working out. I don't have time. He told you, don't have time. Did you have food? I said, yes, I had food. Then you skip food and do it. So in future, I don't know. Mm. Now it's sinusoidal but still it's moving it's moving, it's moving, it's moving, uh, moving. by its own way yeah. these things should not be planned also because yeah. even though if you plan nowadays plans change it's very difficult because you plan something uh, the other things doesn't work around you so you have to be agile because that's why people are doing certification agile certification so I was telling my wife she's telling we should do agile certification for project management and I told agile certification we are agile since birth we are jugard since birth you tell me what needs to be done yeah, so that that's, that's the main thing.
0: Anyways, moving on, you've been doing this for so long, since 2008. And uh, the whole idea of this podcast was to share your experiences and learn from them. So uh, would you like to give any kind of an advice to people who are already pursuing different side hustles or even to those who have a vague idea of, you know, okay, I need to take up a side hustle kind of a thing. So what would you say to them?
1: Uh, I won't say advice will be a too big word for me. I would rather say, I would rather request. I'll request that uh, everybody nowadays are so busy. They are, uh, I will use the word rat race because you know what, the paychecks, every time we feel like, oh, this is there. Now I need to get another flat or a car and materialistic world basically. And to fund those, you need more money. But in the longer run, everybody is uh, in search of themselves people are not finding a way to find out what who am i <laughs> i would rather say that everybody should uh, you know work together in working something or music or photography or charity whatever they like but they have to get a group till they die they should do it because anytime because recently when i put down my papers last year i took a six months break Uh, to think that what I want to do. And that is where I came into this uh, freelance business consulting thing uh, because I realized I can get another job but again this thing will happen the same way. So I remember I never tried to find out that whether I am worthy myself or I need another brand, another company to justify my credentials to another company. So, my wife told that with these 10 years experience, this kind of uh, knowledge and this kind of uh, uh, certifications and everything, uh, if you can't sell yourself to top CEOs, then I think you're not confident about yourself. So, I started doing that freelance business consulting and now I have time for myself because I'm not committed to one company for five days and six days and all. So, you need to take out time for yourself because once you take out time for yourself, you work in different things you feel like you get connected with more talented people who are also willing to do similar kind of craft and then you feel like your life has enriched a lot so once you go forward for photography considering that okay saturday is getting screwed or i i don't have personal time for my wife try to find out a solution that you can engage your wife or you can get a group who will motivate you and this will carry on in life it's like an oxygen every Five days you will de-stress with your own self rather than going to a movie or anything. You, you can do it and, and I can tell you uh, with my own experience when you start giving back to the society that kind of fulfillment the feel you'll never get even though you do the or uh, launch the best project in your career. When it when an orphan girl comes running and hugs you that's a bliss. One thing I am very sure and everybody should do is that they should get mentors They should have five, six mentors. What is mentor? Mentor is something whom you admire, whom you feel better than you, working in the same space and you keep on interacting with them. They will put you in the same track.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, I'm having a mentor or having a figure to look up to totally makes sense because not only it helps you with your work but at the same point in time there are times when you're very down and you need somebody to pull you up so that's where having a mentor helps a lot um on that note uh, this brings us to the end of the first episode and once again thank you Dibyan, for being a part of the flip side um in the end all i would like to say is that uh, from no angle are you mediocre and what you're doing is true- truly wonderful and inspiring not only for me but I'm sure for a lot of people out there.
1: I would rather thank you for giving me the opportunity because it's the first time I could share a few of my things uh, um, of life and you too also inspired because you're also doing this podcast and you're getting our stories to many people. In a way, I believe that so many friends I'll get in return will keep on motivating me and will help me grow together in this journey.
0: To know more about the Bayan and his work, please log on to his website 35mmstories.com or follow him on social media. Liked it or hated it? Whatever it is, do leave a comment. You can follow me, The Sound Scribbler, on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to tune in next week to meet another exciting flipper nowhere else but on the flip side.